This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. It is always a pleasure to talk to Altawise Devorn. She is a lady so passionate about what she does, and that is teaching and also just encouraging, particularly young people, to use their voice, to get up on that stage and have a go. Altawise, welcome. Hello, Paul. Now, we will talk about a night at the opera that's coming up later this month. But before that... You know, when Marion and I lobbed here in the Douglas Shire three years ago, everybody was saying, Paul, have you met Altoise Devon yet? I said, who's Altoise Devon? They said, well, she is the lady that is just breathing life into the Clink Theatre, teaching the young ones and the not so young to sing, to get up there on stage and use their personality, use their vocal cords, teach them how to sing properly. And so when I finally did meet you, it was an absolute pleasure. What is it about this part of the world that attracted you? Okay, Paul, I think I've been really led to far north Queensland. I feel really at home here because I'm from Altadena, California, and the the climate is very much the same, very tropical. My town is very small, even though my town is not so flat, so I ride a bicycle through Port Douglas very easily. In my town, there was big hills, and I probably couldn't. But I used to walk through my town holding my violin, carrying my violin case, coming from my musical lessons, dreaming about what it would be like to be an adult, what it would be like to when I grew up. And I've had a big life, and I've ended up in Port Douglas, and I feel like I've, I'm in my childhood again. Wow. I'm singing. I loved, always loved music. My mother was a music teacher. I've always done music. I've always sung. And to be here is not an accident. I'm here and I'm here for a reason. And I feel very grateful to be here and to be in a community where people are so open-minded and so musical and so much talent, wow. hidden talent in this town. Yeah, I can't get over the talent in our, our small area here, the, the wonderful young people coming through, uh, adults who are just uh, uh, getting on that stage at the Clink Theatre and showing the people just how much talent they have. And just wait. I'm knocked out. I'm yeah. knocked out it by keeps, all of They this. keep coming and coming and coming. I know, I know. Now, you yourself, you were inspired by somebody a little bird told me. Well, I was inspired by a, by a lot of people, but one name that comes to me um, was is Renata Scotto. And if you don't know who Renata Scotto is, she was for many and many years, she was the understudy of Maria Callas. Mm. And she finally got her big break and she made it. And she's also Italian and sang with Luciano Pavarotti and all the great singers. She, made, she got her big break and came to the United States, sang at the Metropolitan Opera, and people just fell in love with her. Well, I was doing my apprenticeship with the Houston Grand Opera in Texas, and uh, La Rondine was the opera, and Renata Scolto came to the rehearsal. Now, I'm doing 
uh, the part of Susie, which is one of the friends of this character. And typically, my roles have been, when you're a mezzo-soprano, you're not the leading lady. You always play the friends, the witches, the bitches, the fags, the hags, you know, <laughs> I like to say, the trouser roles, and we don't, we don't, you know. My career has been made up of doing supporting roles, not the leading roles, except for Carmen, Delilah, you know, there's some good yeah. mezzo roles. Yeah. But at this time, I was a young apprentice. And it was time for all of us youngies to go take a break and for Renata Scotto to have her rehearsal. And all of my friends said, oh, come on, Altawiz, we're going out to lunch. Are you going to come with us? And I said, no, I think I'll just stay here. I sat in a corner, which I typically did throughout my career. I love doing that. And I watched this woman come in, speaking Italian, hello, maestro, and with her fur coat on in Houston, Texas, where it's very, <laughs> very hot. And um, she took her fur coat off and she kind of tossed it in the corner and she went out on stage and she kind of pulled her shirt down and she turned around and she became this character. And I, my eyes just lit up. That showed me that that's what you do. I've had a lot of big name people in my career who I've watched and who I've worked with and they have taught me so much. Um, Renata Scotto was just one of the most brilliant performers and uh, what an actress she was. People talk about Maria Callas, but this lady learned from Maria Callas because she was her understudy. So mm. she watched everything wow. that Maria Callas did. And yeah. you just soaked all this up. I soaked it up. And yeah. I, I think you'd agree with this, that sometimes it's better to listen than talk. That's so true, Paul. So true. You have to know what you're talking about. <laughs> so if you That's don't right. ever listen, you're not going to really know what you're talking about if you never really listen. That's right. But that is a part of theater also. You know, people are like acting, get on stage, and how do you act? Well, you listen and you respond. Mm. But if you don't really listen, you can't respond. You're just busy trying to remember the next line. You're, well, if you, once you get to performance stage, you should know the last you line. Should, absolutely, and you should respond to the to the person on the stage. Okay, let's get to A Night at the Opera. Yeah. Wow. Now, you've done this before, but 2021 is promising to be a big year. Yes, it's very special. Tell us who's on the card. Well, first of all, we have Adrian Struper, who you will yes. know more about Adrian. But we are so fortunate to have a interna another international star amongst us who is from Cannes, who went to Europe, who went to the United States, who's traveled the world singing professionally, and who's offering his time to come and sing for us at A Night at the Opera. It's the real deal. Adrian's on the line at the moment. Yes. Hello, Adrian. G'day. How are we? Very well, thank you. Hello, Altoise. Hello, Adrian. It sounds like it's going to be a magnificent night, uh, a night at the opera, but let's find out a little bit about you if we can. As I look at your bio here, it is incredibly impressive. Uh, chorus and chorus and soloist in Opera Australia with Simone Young and then won a bunch of competitions which took you to the Metropolitan Opera as a young artist and then on to Europe where you did the opera studio in Cologne. Also a guest artist at the Salzburg Festival in Austria. I mean, when you look back at, at that amazing resume, what do you think about? Now, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I think about just the 
Well, in some ways, it's a sheer naivety of going over and doing it all and think, oh, yes, I'm just going to be doing this. And then it, you, you arrive in these places and realize how truly small you are. Right. <laughs> but also, what a, what a time it's been, you know, to see so many places. And, you know, I always dreamed when I was living here that uh, I would like to speak French, Italian and German. And you never quite understand how you're going to do that. But then you do. You manage it, you know, and you manage a career. And I was extremely fortunate to always have a job singing, you know, always never be unemployed. And that's for a singer, a professional opera singer, that's really, that's really something I'm happy about. These opportunities were just incredible. And you never, you can never um, understand when they are going to come or you don't know when they're going to come or, or how it's going to be. <laughs> and when it does happen, it's really big and very exciting. Well, now, just uh, I've got to ask you this. When you were doing the Salzburg Festival in Austria, did you feel you were back with the Von Trapps and the Sound of Music? <laughs> well, I didn't see much of the uh, of the Sound of Music growing up. Like, I was not, that's not, that wasn't what I was looking at. But when I, you, you're in the, in the hills of Salzburg, you're looking at it and you think, Oh wow! You know, it's 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 stunning landscape. It's really uh, really beautiful. And and around Salzburg at that time, the money there is phenomenal. Like it's really old money. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> the, the where we performed that um, uh, the opera was in the Felsenreitschule, which is the very last scene of the sound of music when they're going through all the arches wow. and these arches, are, these arches are carved into the stone. Um, and that's the back of the theater. And they built a theater onto the front of that stone. So it was really, really stunning. The hills were alive with the sound of music. Oh boy. Yeah, that <laughs> Salzburg festival, that Salzburg festival is truly the best of the best of the, of the opera world. We are talking to the wonderfully talented Adrian Strupper. Well, not only have you travelled overseas, but you've also performed in Australia at the Adelaide Festival, Perth Festival, across the Dutch in the Auckland Festival. So you've had a wealth of experience here as well. Now, do you prefer, COVID aside, do you prefer here or working overseas? Um, well, it's always wonderful to come back home and performing in the Adelaide Festival is really special. When, you, when you're on the road, you're on the road. It doesn't matter where you are. It's not home. You know, so if I if I were to say living in Berlin and working in Berlin, it's pretty special, you know, and, and working in Salzburg Festival is pretty special and Aix-en-Provence is stunning. But Adelaide is also really, that festival is incredible. Like the, the talent and the productions that they have there are second to none. World class. So absolutely. Well, they brought a lot of, um, productions over from overseas. Well, one of the productions, the commercial opera uh, Zauberflöte that we did there, or the magic flute that I did there, that they brought the entire production over from Germany. You're very happy now being in Australia, particularly during this COVID time, doing your teaching, and you are like, well, very much like Al Tawiz in the sense that you really want to pass it on and, and give back to uh, young artists in our region, you you feel very strongly and passionate about that. Yeah, I do. I think um, it's a the art form itself. It's viewed as as elitist or opera, you know, la di da, you know. But I think people kind of have to 
we want we should change people's opinion of it that opera is almost like sport you know it's really we're using our entire body to produce a sound that you can hear everywhere throughout a 2000 to 4000 5000 seat theater using just our body and mus- and muscles and if you think of sound as energy you can imagine how much energy that takes, you know, to produce a sound. You know, we're not all fat opera singers, you know, that, that just kind of try to waddle around a stage like Pavarotti, but that's no, 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 no. We are very fit. We watch what we eat. We work really hard and we train really hard. And I think if we kind of, Mm, certainly in, in places like Berlin and, and my opera theatre, like if you saw some of the productions there, you you, that you would blush, you know. And, and opera is really a little bit like a blood sport there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as a blood sport ever. Oh, well, have a look at the Commercial Opera Berlin on YouTube and you will see. <laughs> you will see interesting things. Sometimes it's a bit like Breaking Bad. Sometimes it's, you know, the TV show. Yes. I'm not joking. Oh, boy. Adrian Struper is our guest, along with Altuise Devorn, as we talk about A Night at the Opera, happening September 25th at the Clank. Are you doing three arias? Can you just tell us briefly each one? So I'm doing Una Ora Amorosa, which is from Così Fan Tutte yeah, by Mozart. Well, Una Ora Amorosa is like an air of, of love sort of thing, a breath of love. And it's talking about the the beauty of love and how sweet it is and, and how it works. Then I'm singing Che da Manina, which is from La Boheme by Puccini. La Boheme is a bit like that story of um, boy falls in love with girl, girl falls in love with boy, girl is, in this case, girl is sick, girl dies at the end and boy is distraught. And, spoiler so, alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, it is a spoiler alert, I think, but you can, everyone knows what happens in love away. <laughs> I thought so anyway. You can cut that bit anyway. Cut no, it, no, it. no, um, no, no, it's good. <laughs> Um, and then we have Alev Soleil, and that's from Romeo and Juliet. And I think we all know the, the story of Romeo and Juliet. And this is when he's watching uh, Juliet in the window. Oh yes, uh, and, which, and, which we get it, which is when we get arrested for nowadays. You know, yes, it's it's called stalking. It's called stalking. It's called stalking. Okay, so when Romeo is stalking Juliet, he sees her through the window and says, "Wow, this Alev so so rise up, my beautiful star and the sun, and yes, basically describing this beautiful picture of uh, Juliet and that she's talking to someone. I wish, you know, can you can you hear my thoughts and all that sort of thing. Beautiful. Well, uh, we look forward to seeing you on stage. We'll be certainly there, my lovely wife and myself, uh, and we wish you uh, chookers for the night and hope it all goes beautifully for you. I, I, I have read where you say opera is like sound. You can touch and taste. So hopefully we'll have a terrific meal on the night of the of September twenty fifth, people don't expect it, but when it's when it's big and powerful, it, it's very moving. Adrian, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. See you on the night, Altoids. Thank you, Adrian. Bye. Well, he sounds like a marvelous artist. He is. Wow. And he's handsome too. Oh, hello. Well, we couldn't see that through the phone, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, who else is on the bill? Well, we have Kurt Lee Lee, who is a violinist, who is going to be our orchestra. 
Oh, a one-piece orchestra. A one-piece orchestra. And believe you me, with Kurt Lee Lee, you only need that beautiful violin that brings everything to life. She has played in the orchestra pit for all of these operas. She has played in the pit. And if you ever saw the three tenors, when they first broke out with Zubin Mehta conducting, Kurt Lee Lee was in the orchestra pit as first violinist. Wow. I'm telling you, she is fantastic. And she makes the music just come to life with her violin playing. And then we have our very own Sean Cram from the Douglas Shire. Oh, he is wonderful. Sean is wonderful. He is a wonderful tenor. He's singing some beautiful arias. We have Kathy Knight, Catherine Knight from Cannes, who is our our another local girl who sings with the Cannes Choral Society. I also sing with the Cannes Choral Society. And uh, she's absolutely fabulous. She's been with us before. Uh, Julia Brandt. Also, now Julia Brandt was my first voice student when I came here, and she was the principal at the primary school in Port Douglas. Ah. When I met her, she also lives in Coranda, and she's going to come and sing with us. We've got Gianfranco Filonzi. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Gianfranco has been in Cannes for four weeks. He's a newcomer. Ah. He came into Cannes. He starts seeking the music scene, and someone gave him my name. He gave me a call, and he's on the bill. Wow. Yep, just like that. Here is a, he's doing the Torador song from Carmen. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love that. Yes. So we have John Franco. Just before you go on, uh, you're doing a piece from Carmen too, aren't you? The very famous Habanera is one of my favorite roles because she's... A, a woman who has to be free. Mm. She loves to be free. And she sings, the habanera is a song that uh, says, I'm as free as a bird. And if you try to cage me in, you know, it, that causes problems. And being here, you know, we know, I can understand. You don't want to cage the men. You want to see the birds being free. And that's the kind of spirit Carmen is. And that's how I am. So yes. I relate to that character. Oh, I wouldn't dare I try it. to cage Altoise oh, no. Devon, no. And no matter how old I get, I still want to do Carmen. And Carmen's a young woman, yeah. you know, and I played Carmen when I was in my 20s. As a matter of fact, I had my career really before I, be, 35, you know, I had my career before 35. And then since 35 until now, I've been just trying to stay above water. <laughs> no, but you've got beautiful skin. You really have. And you, you look so young. Well, you, you really know what do. they say? And they maybe if people don't know who I am, you haven't seen me, but black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true because we are not designed for this land and this sun. The indigenous people are designed. We just uh, wrinkle up and get old. You stay the same. Your skin is absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. And I drink lots of water. There and you go. my body is my instrument. So I carry it around with me. So I can't afford to put it in a case someplace and pull it out when it's convenient. I have to use it constantly, which means I have to take care of my skin. I have to take care of my my body. I can't, you know, the fat lady thing is out. You cannot be a fat lady and sing opera anymore. And actually, old is out, too. I, okay. I, I sang with Opera Australia, oh, well. and everybody was so young. That's the end of me. <laughs> no opera for me. Who else is on the bill? Our very own Holly Dow. Now, I've heard of Holly. Holly is 14 years old. She's been studying with me since she was six years old. She's won every Stedford she's ever gone to. 
she is going to be a famous opera singer. Oh, big prediction. She knows she wants to sing. She sings beautifully, but she's committed. It's a lot. And I keep asking her every lesson. I say, are you sure you want to be an opera singer? Do you know what it takes? Are you sure? And she goes, yes, I want to be an opera singer. So we're doing it. I'm going to do my best. So when she leaves Port Douglas and goes on somewhere else, whatever teacher she has, she'll be able to step right in and carry on with what I've planted the seed and planted that first foundation Mm -hmm. that you need as an opera singer. The basics. Good on you, Holly. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And we've got Malgonziata. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that all right, right or not. She goes by Gosha. Oh, Gosha. Yep. Gosha is a Polish soprano. She's been in Australia for three years. Only three years. Only three years. She also lives lives in Karanda. She's aspiring to have a career. She's in her 20s. And when I met her and I said, well, sing something for me. And this big voice came out of this little girl. I was blown away. Well, I shouldn't say little girl. She's a woman. She's in her 20s. But I'm telling you, she is fabulous. So you, you don't want to miss you don't want to miss this cast. It's going to be wonderful. Along with the Voices of the North, who are the ensemble. So all of the chorus pieces, the choir will be singing. And they are well rehearsed, and they're Italian, and they're French. It's all great. <laughs> and they're going, of course, as the Voices of the North are going to be with you with the Carmen number. They sing in Carmen. Ooh. They sing in the Torador song. They sing in La Traviata. And we are singing the chorus of the Hebrew slaves from Nabucco, which is one of the very famous opera choruses. I was going to ask you, what do you say to people who say, Opera is boring. What do you say to that? I address large groups of people to introduce them to opera. The first question I ask is, how many of you do not like opera? And everyone raises their hand. Wow. The second question, what opera have you ever seen? Maybe five people raise their hand. (laughs) And then I call on those five people. And they say, oh, I saw the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) That's not an That's opera. That's not an opra. It's, it's a, a gr- musical. It's a great musical. It's a great musical, but it is not an opera. I saw The Sound of Music on television. <laughs> a great musical. My favorite. We've done that here. <laughs> but it is not an opera. It's not an so opera. So what happens is you've got a lot of people saying they do not like something they know nothing about. Then I just tell them a little story about a young girl who's free as a bird and everybody loves her. She's the life of the party. Do you know anybody like that? Oh, of course, everyone knows someone like that. Well, that's Carmen. And if you like soap operas, do you have soap operas here? Of course. The, well, the bold and the beautiful. The bold and the beautiful. All of those dramatic stories are opera-like stories. And that's where they got the name, soap operas. Yeah. Because the women way back when would stay home. Who did that? Who does that now? And and use soap and clean everything and the soap operas and they watch these opera stories where, you know, somebody gets killed and someone's in love with the brother and of this one and of this one is doing this. And I mean, they're all dramatic stories and someone gets killed and someone dies or someone comes back or someone goes to the, you know, the Greek mythology. I love those 
those operas where they they use Greek the, mythology, the and Greek they, tragedy, all the tragedies, <laughs> wonderful. But they are wonderful stories, and of course they sing everything, don't they? Yes, and so people who don't like opera, who say they don't like opera, really don't know, and that's what we want to do here in at the Clink. We want to introduce people to a form of entertainment that they can really enjoy and something that's new and fresh and exciting and still alive. Opera has lasted a long time, so there must be something good about it. There is. Look, it is fantastic. Chookers for the night. Thank and you. congratulations to you and the cast. I, I really recommend everybody to go along and see A Night at the Opera. What night is the <laughs> opera on? I to remember the 25th. <laughs> Of September. <laughs> Altois Devon, thank you so much for coming into the Fab FM studio. Goodbye.